Episode 44 with Robert New of youneedfat.com. We get we get a decent mix of people. Like, you know, every once in a while, somebody will come in and be like, oh, God, like, you know, just go away. Welcome <laughs> to the Matt Report, the number one WordPress business podcast. This isn't geek speak. It's about the journey of success and failure as a WordPress entrepreneur. Get ready. You're just an episode away from your next aha experience or big idea. And now your host, Matt. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another amazing episode of The Matt Report. A few housekeeping items before we dive on in. Uh, Slocumstudio.com, youtube.com slash Slocum Studio. That's my main company. Uh, that's, uh, that's where we're doing all kinds of other WordPress shows. So if you're looking for some of the best plugins or themes to use, or if you're looking how to find some web marketing and SEO stuff, uh, or if you're looking how to do some basic WordPress development, uh, and lastly, if you're looking for the hottest WordPress news of the week, we do all of that at youtube.com slash Slocum Studio. Uh, just run down the name of the, of the shows. It's Press This, Fresh Dev, Week in WordPress, and SEO Lunch. Uh, so tune into the YouTube channel. It's not on iTunes yet, but I do hope to get it there so that you guys so that you guys can download it uh, and listen to it. And lastly, one of the things that we're really proud of is we launched our first free theme into WordPress.org. Uh, it's called Minimize. You can find it at WordPress.org slash themes slash minimize or just search for minimize. Uh, it's a free responsive blogging or starter theme for your next WordPress project. Comes with a couple colors, a couple web fonts. Check it out. Uh, let us know what you think, how, how you would use it on your next project. Is there something that uh, you want us to add? We'll be happy to take that into consideration and uh, work it from there. But yeah, we're pretty proud of this project. It's our first real free one that we're really getting out there. So excited to see where it goes. Uh, with that, on to the show. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. I'm here with a good friend of mine, Robert New. Robert, say hello to everyone. Hey, what's up? Uh, Robert, you are known for your talent on the web for, of SEO, digital media marketing, WordPress development, WordPress design, WordPress banter, WordPress <laughs> meetups, WordPress, everything WordPress. Um, <laughs> give folks that two-minute elevator pitch, who you are, what you do. Uh, well, I mean, I run Fat Media, and our primary thing is that we do internet marketing stuff for people who run their businesses on WordPress, and we only work with people who are on WordPress. I won't, like, do any Joomla stuff. I won't do any Drupal stuff. It's just not worth it to me. We focus entirely on WordPress because that's what I know, and that's what I like, and it makes my life easier, and so that's pretty much what we do. Awesome, awesome, and... We chatted a little bit before before the show started. We talked about your uh, the stuff that you do in meetups. Um, why don't you tell folks a little bit about uh, one of the meetups that you run down there? Yeah, um, I run a, a WordPress SEO meetup here in Tampa, and I started it about uh, I think it's been about seven or eight months ago now, um, and we're up over a hundred members in the group now. And um, I don't I don't know if there's any other WordPress SEO meetups around, like any that are focused on that exactly. But um, I haven't seen any. If there are, I'd love to see some others. Um, and we we get a pretty good mix of people coming in. Uh, we get a lot of business owners. We get other people that are doing SEO. We get uh, an occasional developer here and there. Um, we get a good mix, and uh, we try to keep it like real informal. Lots of question and answer. Lots of just trying to help people 
learn more about how they can uh, get more traffic to their site, how they can improve conversions on their site, different stuff like that. That's awesome. Uh, your site, youneedfat.com, is actually one of my favorite sites uh, to look at. It's just a beautiful design, right? It's, it's just laid out well. I love the call to actions. Um, Thank and, you. And I, I'm, I'm willing to bet that has to do with your focus on, on marketing, uh, on good SEO. Tell folks about why that's important and uh, how you kind of leverage that for your site. Um, well, you know, I think a lot of people kind of get caught up in things that maybe should be secondary. Uh, you know, a lot of people are focused on, I need this many visitors every month and I need this, da, 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 and they've got this stuff in their head that they've either read online or somebody else has told them is important or whatever. And, you know, if if once you get those visitors to your site, if it's unclear what you want them to do or it's difficult them, for them to find their way around and you've got 20,000 drop down items in your menu and you've got, <laughs> you know, you, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, well, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so these kind of things are, are important. So it, it's good to focus on making sure that everything's very clear, that you have, you know, only one, possibly two main call to action sections on every uh, page of your site. You don't want people getting confused. Um, and it, I, I try to to convey that to my clients when I work with them, um, and some of them are more receptive than others. <laughs> yep. uh, you know, some people are really, really, really dedicated to that. Like, I gotta have a thousand menu items, and I, I, it, I <laughs> yeah, I, I need three levels of you know of tertiary menus that drop down from another yeah. drop down. Totally, and, and, totally hear it. Yeah, and you know, most of the time, if you if you have some data, and unfortunately, not everybody is collecting the data that they should be collecting. Um, but if you have some data through like analytics or use Clicky or or whatever, um, then you can kind of make the case that you know, look, nobody's clicking on this stuff anyway. Uh, nobody is going down into the third menu of, in your drop down. Like, it's, there's like three flyouts. Nobody's clicking on that. And you're you're hurting yourself because every page now has over you know a hundred links in the header before you even get into the content. Yep. Uh, that's that's not ideal, and that's that's an issue. So that that's something that I come up against very very frequently. Uh, this is bringing us to an interesting place because my, my typical question to the WordPress developer or designer is how do you deal with the five hundred dollar client? But in regards to SEO, this is a, also another challenge because folks don't realize. Uh, a lot of the good SEO, if you will, is organic. It takes some time. It takes some, you know, bending and some molding and looking at data, seeing what works. Uh, you know, how, how do you get that? Get this through the client's head when they first come into SEO? They might not even have Google Google Analytics installed, so they might not even have data from the last, you know, five years of running their website. How do you introduce them to this concept of SEO to slow them down and make sure they understand it? Um, yeah, that, that is an issue. I mean, we do sometimes encounter people that have had sites up for years and they have very limited data on what's been going on and we have to kind of explain to them that, you know, look, if, if we're going to be working on stuff here, we need to be able to measure the results. Um, if, if you don't know what I'm doing and you can't tell easily like that I've increased your traffic this much and it's increased your conversions this much and you know that your AdWords is communicating correctly with your analytics that these things are, are things that are important <laughs> yeah. so we just try to go through in the initial phases we try to explain you know why it's important and um, 
I, me personally, I don't like a whole lot of reporting. Um, we try to keep the reporting to a minimum, and most of the clients that I work with, and I've done a lot of like small to medium-sized business stuff, um, most of them aren't really all that interested in the reports either, to be honest with you. Gotcha. They're, they're usually interested in, you know, is my phone ringing more? Do I have more people walking to my door? Do I have more email leads coming in? If the answer to that is yes, then I'm a happy camper. If the answer to that is no, then I'm upset. And I, I identify with that more than I do with, you know, oh, well, you're rank two now for X keyword and da 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 da. You know, that's the, the keeping track of all that kind of stuff is good for me. Um, but for them, it's maybe not quite as important as, you know, are the leads coming in that you need? Are you getting the phone calls that you need? That sort of thing. That's, I think that's a good metric, especially for the smaller to medium sized business. Um, when you get up into the large scale stuff, then the reporting becomes more of an issue because you're dealing with people that are uh, that have like a team of developers and they have other people that are doing a lot of things on the site and things are more complicated and they do need to be spelled out in greater detail for for whoever's going to be actually making the changes on the site and, and that sort of thing. So then the reporting becomes more important. So it's the year 2013. Are you still getting people coming to you saying, I want to be on the first page of Google? I want to be the, I want to be the result for, you know, Florida plumber or something like that. <laughs> uh, occasionally, yeah, and and we get people like that to come into the meetup a lot and, you know, it it's nice to be on the first page of Google for things. And you can be on the first page of Google for things that you know, make sense for you and and your business. If if your aspiration is to be on page 1 for like plumber, nationally or globally and you're like a plumber in Tampa that's maybe kind of a strange goal in the first place so <laughs> you know we kind of take it and and explain to them you know look it's not going to help your business to to rank on page one for plumber in California so we need to make sure that the right people are seeing you at the right time not some random thing that you got in your head because I don't know where people could get some of this stuff. Like, I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Uh, recently, I interviewed Eric Ham. Uh, he started out his WordPress entrepreneurship running a, a, a service company called Frugal uh, Web Design, uh, which then turned into the Frugal theme. But we, mm -hmm. talk, we talked a little bit about the branding of the word Frugal. And I'm interested to hear kind of any kind of backstory but behind calling it Fat Media, and what kind of reaction do you get from folks when they come to your site? Um, <laughs> be, because I love uh, I love the unique um, and sort of brashness of the of the brand. Um, do you ever find it might even be something where it's like, what is this all about? Like, you need a fat presence on the web to succeed. <laughs> do people not understand that? Do they say, wow, this is the kind of guy I want to work with? Uh, you know, it has kind of had that reaction uh, with some people that they're kind of like, you know, well, what's all this this about? And and I'd like to have that conversation started. And that's kind of why we went that way. You know, I like to, I, I don't like things to be boring, you know? Like, I mean, if I'm going to be working on stuff and this is what I'm going to be doing all day, like, I like to have a little bit of fun. And if I can't find little ways here and there to, to just kind of like make things a little ridiculous, make it a little bit... You know, if if you can't find ways to do that, then I think you're doing it wrong. You know, you, you got to have some fun in your work. You can't just be like all stiff up like, oh, you know, I, I just I've never really been that type of person. And so 
this was kind of my way of, you know, I, I'm a big guy, and, uh, you know, I was poking a little fun at myself, and I thought it would be kind of an interesting conversation starter, and it has been with a lot of people, and some people are like, I can't believe that you would that you would say that about yourself, and da, 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 da. I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know, like, look, I'm fat, what about it, like, <laughs> like you know, it's fine, it's, and also another thing is, you know, like, I, I grew up a fat kid, too, and so there was, like, negativity around that, and it sucked sometimes, and mm -hmm. I thought it would be a good way to kind of spin it on its head a little bit, and, and make it into more of a positive thing, instead of being all, you know, like, oh, yeah, it sucked, because right. everybody made fun of me when I was a kid, <laughs> like, whatever. Poor me. <laughs> yeah. Poor me. <laughs> um that's that's a tremendous uh reason for calling uh the site that and branding it that and uh no i love it I, th I think it definitely makes a splash and hey look it's if your client wants to also make a splash then they should feel uh, confident in choosing you and, and moving moving ahead with your services um but it's not just seo it's not just branding you're doing some wordpress development as well uh when did you make the realization, what was that aha moment that said, you know what, WordPress is the platform for me. I think I can grow this into a scalable business. Um, well, I, 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 when I first got started, uh, you know, I did your, your generic kind of like HTML static sites and did little things here and there. And I tried other platforms. I've worked with OpenCart uh, back a few years back. And I've done some stuff on like Magento, which if you've ever worked with Magento, <laughs> it's it's a good way to to hate yourself. <laughs> so I mean, I've I've worked with most of the the popular open source platforms, and WordPress was just the one that was it, it spoke to me more than any of the others. Um, it was easier to find my way through with things because I mean, I I I come from more of a, a development background. I like I didn't get into SEO on purpose, and I actually I've been working on this. Article for post status that Brian asked me to write while he's on his vacation, mm -hmm. and like I and I struggle with writing about like myself and talking about myself and stuff like that. It's never been something that's come really naturally or easy to me. So whenever I have to do something like that, I'm like it. it I scrutinize over every little thing. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> so it's been it's been a process writing it, and it's kind of going through a little bit of that backstory and, and how I got into it and um, I, I didn't used to do SEO I didn't want to do SEO I I was I was just a developer and that was what I, I enjoyed doing I, I liked making little sites for little small businesses and doing things like that and I used to I, I first I tried to to outsource it somewhat you know not like to India or anything but I tried to bring on other people to, to help out with that when when I had clients who wanted it and I it just so happened that I kept running into clients that were like really fixated on on SEO like I don't know if other people have had that experience where you know they they're hired to build a site or whatever and the client is just like SEO 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 so so I'm like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was my experience when I first got started and I'm like what like I never said I did SEO. Like, what are you, why are you? And <laughs> do you think it was, were you building just particular sites? Maybe it was the same style of site, like an e-commerce site or some kind of marketing site. Was it because you were falling into that niche, do you think? It may have just been because, like, the, the clients were referring each other to me and, gotcha. and it just kind of happened that way. And I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, like, I got burned a few times um, trying to hire out SEO and it it sucked like i i tried to bring on other companies and they didn't do anything 
and they just had excuse after excuse for months, and it made me look like an idiot. Like I, I can you, I ta- had can to, you take us down one of those painful memories for us? <laughs> one, one example. Uh, all right. Um, I, I don't want to go into like specifics. Yeah, and you don't have to say out, names or anything. Like, like I don't, I don't like to do that. But I, okay, one of my first clients that I had that was really, really taking a hard line with, you know, I won SEO. I was like, okay. So I brought on another company and they were supposed to be doing kind of like the ongoing SEO type thing where you pay them a monthly fee and they go in and give you, uh, you know, optimized header stuff and optimized copy for different pages and they give you a monthly report on, oh, you've moved up for this amount and this your traffic and they do that whole thing. And they were literally, it, it was a month to rewrite a meta description. Right. Like, one month, we, we give you one meta description. I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> right. I'm, paying, I'm paying you how much? And you did what exactly? I, I'm, not, I'm not following here. And so we, we went down that road, and it, it was painful. And the client was not happy. <laughs> And I had to continue to to try and cover for these people, and I was upfront about the fact that we were I like I never did anything where I was like, oh no, I'm totally doing it. Like I don't I don't operate that way. If I'm gonna hire somebody out, I'm gonna come right out and tell you, you know, look, this is not what I'm doing. This is what they're doing. I will manage it, but this is how we're gonna do it. But at the same time, you know, I brought these people on, so it's my responsibility. Um, I'm managing them, and the client was not happy at all, and I rightfully so. I wasn't happy either. Right. Um, and they, they actually went as far as to give us like fudged reports. Like they were giving us traffic reports that didn't sync up with analytics. It was total BS. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and this was ongoing for months and finally we just had to, to fire them. And, and this happened to me more than one time. Um, and the, these were not like fly by night, like nobody nowhere companies like mm-hmm. these some of them were yeah, at least somewhat known in the local SEO space. And uh, it, it surprised me. And to this day, I, I'm still surprised by what, uh, what some SEO companies will put out there and what they will uh, claim that they're doing for people. So I, Yeah, it's, it's definitely kind of, one of those. It's, it's definitely the market. It's, it's like the web development design market in a sense where you're paying for a brand, you know, once you start getting up to the higher echelon, right? You're getting mm-hmm. you're starting to pay for somebody who's either had proven results or they're just an industry name or something like that. Right. Um but you see some crazy things and you know, I have I have this handful of the same stories uh, doing the same thing when I started out um getting burned by other SEO firms and and just uh you know, looking back at boy Maybe I'm in the wrong business. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe I should have been in that business, and maybe See, I should have been in development and design. That's kind of what happened. Like, yep. <laughs> I, I kind of kept having this this experience, and I'm I'm like, well, you know, if these people are making this much, and this is what they're providing, what am I doing? Like, <laughs> right. what am I? <laughs> I mean, there's clearly some room here to maybe provide something that's actually good, and and also make some money because these people are making money, and I don't know what they're doing. Right. So. That's that's kind of how I got into that that space, and um, I, I think that SEO in some circles, like especially in kind of developer circles and other people, like it has a little bit of a stigma, to be honest. Um, 
and I've seen even even like Yoast has has been a little bit, uh, mm, you know, I don't know, I don't know how I would put it exactly. He's a little bit on the outside, maybe more than than he would be if he was just a developer and not like an SEO developer. You know what I mean? Because gotcha. he, he's produced one of the most popular plugins that's ever been created, and I, I still like when I see people interacting with him and stuff like I feel like he is still a little bit on the outside and maybe some of that's like his own doing but at the same time I, I have experienced it myself where uh, you know you talk to some people and, and they don't necessarily look at SEO in the greatest light mm. it's kinda like oh that's that scammy stuff that those spammers do and you know oh you must be one of those assholes right. Like, <laughs> right. so I and it's fair it's that's a fair yeah, it's a fair assessment. Yeah, like I, I don't hold it against people when they feel that way. I just try to kind of um, diffuse it as much as I can by saying, you know, well, no, that's not really what I do. I, I try to provide value to people, and and I think that we do. Um, you know, if, if somebody's hired us and and we're we're helping them out, and they're not getting more than than they're putting towards us, then what am I doing? Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel comfortable with that. So they need to definitely be getting something for their money or, or I'm I'm not comfortable with that. Yeah. Uh, as WordPress entrepreneurs, it's always something that we're looking at and saying, hey, I, we shouldn't leave money on the table um, if we don't have to. And that you know transcends to either hosting or support, monthly support, or even SEO. Um, you know, if it's something that you can bring in house and you can do it well and you can set the expectation and you can deliver results to, to your clients, I'm not opposed to saying to to jumping into the SEO market. If I were to do it again, I'm not going to. <laughs> but um, but I, I you know I love that approach. And look on the flip side, SEO is changing. We all know that, and mm -hmm. they need to have an SEOer needs to have their hand in in the development, in the design. Has much more of an impact now. Um, so it's not just keywords and meta descriptions anymore and link right. building. It's a whole bunch of other stuff. Right. Um, so it's about time that they start delivering results um, and they're going to need to start doing some web design development too in their own in-house shop. So it'll be yeah, interesting to it, see. It has, it has kind of started going in that direction a lot more and there is more crossover than there used to be. And personally, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, I, I like that it's, it's gotten more into that where it's actually more of a uh, um, out in the open kind of like straight up marketing effort rather than like this weird esoteric like keywords and da -da 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 -da. <laughs> right. it's more it's more tangible and people can be held accountable a little bit more than than they could uh, back in the old days um so i think that's good absolutely um wordpress development uh, i see your site is built on on genesis um from studio press uh yep. what are your what are your thoughts on you know, using frameworks. Do you use frameworks for all of your clients? Um, how does that all go down? The vast majority of of what we do is done on Genesis. I've I've worked with other stuff. I used to do things with the uh, some of the Woo theme stuff. I like their stuff too. Um, and you know, we've rolled our own a few times as well, and and that sort of thing. But I, I found that using Genesis just makes it faster and easier for us to get the job done. Um, that's maybe not true for everybody, but for us, it's it's made it easier for us to to achieve what we need to achieve, um, and it may just be because it's we're more familiar with it. But 
you know, and it, it makes it easier to do things like with the new version of Genesis that's coming out, they've already added a whole bunch of rich snippet data into it. They've added schema.org throughout. Um, and that's something that is, is up and coming in SEO that if you want to be kind of on the latest and greatest, you need to start doing things with rich snippet data and getting things set up with schema.org where you're, you're doing things like having star rating show in the SERPs and you're having uh, you know, your authorship tag appended to everything so that you get your smiling little face in the, in the SERPs and everything. And, <laughs> and you, know, you can start getting uh, your, con like especially for people that do things like um, uh, recipe blogging, mm -hmm. uh, people that do things like uh, reviews are huge. Um, there's all kinds of different things that the rich snippet data will help you for inclusion into these do these new efforts that Google is putting out. Um, and especially for localized stuff, the the schema.org stuff for local businesses does make a big impact on if you're included in some of those local search stuff. Uh, so it is important, and Yoast has a has an add-on for his plugin for that too. But if you're on Genesis, you can just filter uh, your your stuff to have that data included, without having to add an extra plugin, without having to do anything extra, and you can set all that stuff up much easier and much faster than if you had to code it all yourself, or if you had to rely on another plugin, or you have to do it. So. That's another reason why we, we like to use Genesis is because right. they're constantly improving it and they do have a focus on SEO um, and they have a good understanding of it and they have people at CopyBlogger that are in that space and they know uh, what's, what's coming up and what they need to be focusing on and it just takes that extra thing that we have to worry about away. So that's another reason why we use it. Gotcha. I'm going to put my conspiracy theorist hat on for a second. <laughs> as I like to do from time to time. Uh, and my whole thought on rich snippets and, and giving this data to Google is the mm -hmm. death of websites as we, <laughs> as we know it uh, because all we're doing is building a foundation for Google to suck the data from us and to plop it onto their platform, be it Google Maps or Google Plus or Google Glass or whatever new platform comes out over the course of the next five years. Am I crazy or, or, or we just or is this whole data thing a good thing? Uh, well, you know, I've, I've heard people say things like that and it, it is true that Google is harvesting everything and they will bring it into their services and they will use it to improve their, their stuff and uh, you know there is some of that but I, I feel like the Google wouldn't really have much purpose for existing without people that are creating this stuff mm -hmm. so if if Google's using all this data to improve their service and provide a better experience for the people that are using Google then that's gonna trickle down into the the people that are ranking throughout Google's services because you know whether they're adding things into the maps or they're adding things into like their their different things like um, you know the I'm trying to think of another good example of some of the rich snippet stuff like, you know, like um, address the, and, and phone number right and, and, and the stuff tables like that, that yep. they've added and like uh, plane tickets and hotels and all this stuff and if there weren't sites feeding them this stuff on the regular then it would be kind of useless. So I think they're going to really continue to depend on these third-party people that are building all these things to pull that data in. I don't think that Google's going to be necessarily concerned with like replacing other 
stuff with their own stuff. It's more like augmenting. They're going to be augmenting. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, so I think that that's. I think it's an okay thing. I it's maybe. It, Google is Google's an interesting company, yeah. <laughs> and yes. it, it, it's you're always kind of dancing with them when you do this kind of work. You're always kind of you know you're like, yeah. what are you guys doing over here? What can I do to kind of? Uh, it's it's an ongoing flux all the time. You always have to keep your eye on what's going on, and that's kind of what keeps it interesting. You, you know, it what works today might not work tomorrow, um, and you just gotta keep up with everything. Let's talk about WordPress for a little bit. So you, um, obviously going back to the uh, meetup, you do the meetup. Uh, mm -hmm. You also partake in the local WordCamps that go on down there. Yep. Um, and you do a show called WP Bacon. I do. It <laughs> what, what, what spurred that besides me? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's talk. Dude, about honestly, like, I, I, your show at, was part of the inspiration for it. I mean, I had, I bought the domain a while back mm -hmm. and I just kind of liked it. I'm like, I'm going to do something with this eventually. I don't know exactly what, um, but I want to do something with it. And we kicked around the idea of maybe starting up some type of a like resource type site and other thing, kind of like uh, what Saeed does, mm -hmm. um, something in that kind of a, a space. And eh, like, I, I don't know, it just didn't, really appealed to me enough to actually go through with it with that domain I mean we still might we we never know what we're gonna end up doing <laughs> right. I hear you but uh, and I my friend Bobby Brooks uh, we went out to WordCamp Boston to go hang out with him and and go to WordCamp and uh, we sponsored and it was awesome WordCamp Austin was one of the best that we've been to it was a lot of fun. Anybody who's looking for a WordCamp to go to, go check out Austin next year because I'm sure it'll be a blast. It was awesome this year. Um, and we we wanted to do something together. And I we, we were hanging out after WordCamp. And uh, I told him that I had this domain, that I didn't know what I was going to do with it. And there's been all these kind of podcasts that have crept up recently. Like you've got yours and the Dragcast is gotten a lot of traction lately and then there's the water cooler and I'm sure that there's going to be more popping up soon um, and you know I the, the guys on the Dragcast have a really good time putting their show on and you seem to have a lot of fun doing your interviews and everybody seems to enjoy them I know that I've really enjoyed uh, watching all of them and everything um, and it just seemed like a good move it seemed like it'd be fun it seemed like we could uh, have some interesting conversations with people and so we decided to just go ahead and do it, and we're we're doing it now. And um, I thought the first one went pretty well. I was, it's a little bit by the by the seat of our pants because I mean I'm not really like I'm I I don't have a background in podcasting. Right. I, like I'm not a. <laughs> I, unfortunately, a, I didn't go to school for <laughs> podcasting. Right. Like <laughs> I don't have a a recording background or anything like that. So we kind of just to be honest, the night before. Um, we were trying to figure out how we were going to do the the introduction because we actually have like an actual intro that we had made and that's all like we still got to get that sorted. But um, and I was like, wait a minute, I thought it would be really easy to just add this extra user into the the chat and be able to run audio through it. And I was like, yeah, not so much. So <laughs> to to be able to run the the audio that we need to do like the way that the Dragcast does, I had to go and figure all that stuff out like right before the show and everything um so that was fun 
And I'm sure there'll be more of that along the way. <laughs> and then we had John drop off like first thing as soon as we got on the call. He dropped off. Like, <laughs> yeah, they, they're, the 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 awakening to the overhead of a podcast uh, happened, and to me, uh, rather quickly when I started building up a uh, backlog of of guests. Uh, not because I was, I mean, I was trying to spread it out so that I wasn't just putting out a podcast every single day because then people would never catch up. Um, right. but just for the fact that I couldn't keep up with moving the files around, editing them, exporting them, uploading them, writing about them, promoting them. There's so right. much, so much that goes beyond just what you and I are doing right now, hitting the record button, uh, that folks might not see. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of planning. There's a lot of other stuff that you got to be concerned with. You got to, set up all the, the the stuff for like iTunes and you want to get into the different directories and get everything else all going and there's a lot of stuff like if you're thinking about starting a podcast make sure you got some time yeah absolutely <laughs> it's it's a little bit of a commitment <laughs> yes absolutely i cannot agree anymore so we're like you said we're we're starting to see bunches uh, of podcasts come along bunches of media news sites coming out for wordpress uh, it's funny and, you know, I, I have a pretty good conversation going on um, my blog post recently, WordPress News and Media. Um, yeah. And DevPress is chiming in. Ben just chimed in about WP Engine and Torque. I mean, right. it's one of these topics where everyone just kind of, I don't know if it's the love-hate relationship, like, oh, we don't, we don't need WordPress News because we can get WordPress News from just Twitter and our friends. <laughs> but then, you know, when you have a site like WP Daily come along and then vanish and now being acquired by or at least the archives being acquired by torque right um you know people are like hey where's my news oh you said you didn't need the news <laughs> oh but i want it oh but you said you're going to get it from twitter like you know it's just an in we're in just an interesting space right now and i think it is because of the growth of wordpress slowly, right. slowly becoming a household name yeah and i think that, you know i've heard a lot of people saying that you know wordpress has grown up and da -da -da -da, and i don't know if i I don't 100% agree with that. Like, I don't think WordPress has grown up. I think it's kind of like an awkward teenager right now. Yep. Like, it's <laughs> we're kind of like we're still figuring it all out, and uh, it will be grown up eventually, and we're kind of getting there. But there's still a lot of you know, well, is this going to work? We don't really know yet. We're going to try it anyway, and I think that's that's cool. I think we're in it at a good time. Um, you know, I when I first got more involved with kind of the WordPress community, like, because I've been using WordPress for a while now, but I didn't actually interact with anybody in in the, you know, the community, per se, mm. um, until maybe, it was about last year after WordCamp Orlando is when I first started talking to more people, got on Twitter with everyone, and uh, kind of met more of the people that contribute to Core, and had conversations with a lot of different developers and stuff like that, and it's, it's cool, like, I'm really glad that we, we got more involved. Um, but I've all I've kind of felt like I was late to the game, like because there's all these people that have been kind of involved with the community and doing all this stuff for you know six eight years now, mm. and but in now that I've been in it for a little while, I think that you know we're kind of, we came in at a good time, uh, and it's it's kind of an interesting time in in WordPress right now. It just turned a uh, ten, and we're going through a lot of changes, a lot of different types of people are, are coming into the space 
Um, you got more like business type people like uh, Chris Lemma and you got more um, marketing people and all kinds of different people that were never really in the space before so it's shaking things up a little bit and you got people like John Nolan that are trying to do other things to, to shake it up too. I, I think it's a really interesting time to be involved with WordPress and I'm, I'm glad that we're here like it's it's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Can't, couldn't agree more. Same thing. You know, I've been running the, the WordPress shop for about four years now and, you know, not until WordCamp New York 2012 um, mm -hmm. did I really start to get uh, kick it into gear uh, into the community, partly because I was heads down, heads down working. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> uh, but just seeing that at, uh, you know, we were always going to local WordPress meetups. Uh, but not until I actually went to New York, which 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 was a pretty large one, um, to actually see that collaboration, which also right. it which also sparked the genesis of the Matt Report because what I also observed were um, you know the haves and the have-nots, the cool kids, the not so cool kids, those who would talk to folks and those who wouldn't. Right. Um, this is a topic that some people shy away from when I bring when I bring it up, but it was a, it's it was the hard cold reality of oh that's so and so they are you know this god amongst gods uh, yeah. of the wordpress world and i said I, you know what this is crazy <laughs> i'm gonna bring these people onto the show so we can expose them for good so that people can just meet them and say look they're just normal human beings right yeah i've 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 experienced that too i've seen that kind of thing take place um where you know you've got the people who are at WordCamp, and then you've got the people who are kind of like you know the celebs almost mm -hmm. of of WordCamp. You know they're doing the they're giving the talks. They're they're running places like Web Dev Studios, and they've got all this stuff. And people are are kind of afraid to approach them a lot. I think, and it's not. I don't really know that it's because that those people are unapproachable. I haven't found that to be the case at all. Um, I think it's more just that the people are just kind of wired to be that way. Where you know they see them doing all these things, and they're like, "Oh, well, why would he talk to me?" Like, but I think that if people feel that way, they should not feel that way at all, and right. just go up and talk to them. Because the vast—I haven't met anybody yet that was like hesitant to talk to me. Like, you know, I went—I went right up to Brad Williams when I first met him in Miami, and was like, "Hey, what's up? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, <laughs> how's it going? Like, and..." um you know, if you are interested in meeting more of those people, I would say, you know, don't go up to them and ask them a bunch of like development questions. Yeah, how do you build a theme? Them, like, you know, don't don't be that guy because I'm sure you know they must get that like all day, like every time they're at any kind of an event. So I I didn't want to be like that guy where I go up and like, oh, I, I don't know how to like reconfigure the post for this and da -da -da -da. could you tell me that? like no, don't don't go in like that because you probably won't be able to make a connection and. I think it's better to go in and just, you know, they're people. Like, hang out with them. They're, they're cool. Like, right. <laughs> so build that relationship. And believe me, once you get to know them, they'll help you out with whatever whatever you're having trouble with. I guarantee you. Like, if you do, I have, I ask people all the time when I get stuck on something. I'm like, hey, Brad, what's up? I got this thing. Like, oh, yeah, sure. Here, this is how you do that. You know, like, I've got this other thing. And so, and I try to do that for other people, too. Because, you know, everybody's at their own level. I've, I've got plenty of people that I talk to that I can help out with uh, uh, development stuff, SEO stuff, anything that I know about. I try to give that to anybody who's interested. And uh, I, I get help from lots of other people. You know, Norcross helps me out. Um, lots of people have given me all kinds of great advice. Um, 
who's another one that I oh uh, Brady Vircher. If if you if nobody has talked to Brady Vircher, that guy is really smart. Like he he has helped me out more than anybody, and so like freely and giving with his information. I, he he's he's awesome. So if you don't know Brady, um, you can find him on Twitter. Uh, he's behind Audio Theme. Uh, there's they're doing this thing where they've, they've created a theme frame for for um, uh, musicians and stuff, and it's really cool. And he's a great developer, great guy. So awesome. um, definitely talk to him if you haven't. That's going to perfect segue over to our listener questions. And uh, <laughs> Ryan Sullivan actually just asked that same question about why or what motivates you for helping people as much as you do. Um, and I think you just kind of answered that question because you've asked to the community and people have helped you and therefore you, you're given back. Is that, that about right? Yeah. I mean, I just, I feel like, uh, you know, I, you owe it to people. If, if, if people have questions and you can answer it, you know, why would you not? Like, why would you hold back or, or not answer questions for people? I, I don't, I don't understand if anybody feels that way. Like, just just help out. I mean, it's not going to kill you. <laughs> if you have an answer, give it. And most people, I I haven't found anybody that was hesitant to be like, oh, no, I'm not going to help you with that. Right. So, you know, everybody's been real cool. Tremendous. Uh, Surefire Jonathan, or excuse me, Surefire WebServe, at Surefire WebServe, asks, where's my plugin? LOL. <laughs> oh, Jonathan. <laughs> You'll get it when it's ready. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm helping him out with the little thing that he's uh, he's doing. It's like a sidebar widget type thing. So nice. I, it's on my list of ten billion things that I got to get done. So like, if if I were, I I try not to keep an actual physical list because if I did, I, I think I might just go ahead and and like put cyanide in something and eat it like i just like <laughs> i i do keep i keep a list of the most important stuff but if i kept a list of everything that i want to do and need to do like it would be uh, no uh-uh. uh his second half of that question was or is how do you balance all of these projects that you take on your agency wp bacon uh and so on um i'd say it's... hard drugs at this point <laughs> yeah pretty much like it's, it's it's rough and you know i i think that i am uh, i'm guilty of doing too much i'd say like i i definitely do need to kind of focus more on on some things and maybe let go of some others and uh and i think most people who work on the web are are have that problem yeah. um because you know there's so many cool things you could be doing and like you have all these ideas to do things and a lot of them would probably be awesome, but maybe you don't have the resources to get them all done, or maybe you're working on this other stuff. And so I think most people who work on the web have that same problem, and it is it is something that's difficult to manage, and it's still something that I'm working through. And I think most people are are working through that too. Um, yeah, I'd say you know it's the entrepreneurial bug, uh, and especially if you're a web entrepreneur you are sitting in front of your laptop or desktop all day long and you're, and you're seeing all these ideas flying off of Twitter and you're, you know, new posts coming out and you're, and you're just getting quickly attached to all these uh, little things that keep coming out like, yeah. like mosquitoes to a bright light. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. And, and you do like, you have to try and, and, and rein that in a little bit. Um, otherwise you'll never actually deliver anything. And, and then you got people pissed off at you and, and I've had, you know, where it takes me too long to get things done because I've got so many things going on at once. And so it's it's a struggle. And, and I'd say that if anybody else is struggling with it, just know you're not alone. 
and uh, try to try to rein it in. Yep. Try that's my advice: is rein that in. Like, yep. <laughs> totally agree. Get, get uh, some focus. Yeah, if you're if you're a new listener to the show, uh, go back and check out my interview with uh, John Saddington. Uh, had a great great interview with him talking about finding that focus um, to help you with kind of this uh, this issue of running all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's jump to the next segment. What's in your toolbox? Do you have one app or one? piece of hardware that you use every day for your business that someone else might not be using something unique in your toolbox oh man like we've got i i have to have so many different subscriptions to tools and stuff for for seo stuff that i'm sure a lot of uh the other people you've had on the show don't necessarily use like ahrefs is awesome um if you need to do like uh exploratory things on like where people are linking from and um, like how your your content is being linked to and that sort of thing. Ahrefs is cool, and uh, that's it's kind of like Open Site Explorer from Moz. Nice. Um, but it, it's it's got a lot of really good data in it. And then we use like I have a Moz account. Uh, we use Raven Tools. Um, we we've got all kinds of stuff that we use that I'm sure a lot of people don't. Um, and it's just it goes. It's the nature of the beast. We have to do a lot of analysis, and so we need a lot of things to help out with that. Awesome. Let's jump into the lightning round, ask you a series of quick questions, and you have a series of quick answers. Okay. Don't buckle to the pressure. <laughs> Eric Ham buckled to the pressure. <laughs> you won't. Uh, what's the one plugin that you can't live without? Uh, I got to give it to Yoast. I, I, it's, it's Yoast. A favorite WordPress or business book? Hmm. You know, I don't like books. So <laughs> I, I, I just, I don't like books, period. I, I don't read books. I never have. And I just don't like them. So none. None. A quote you live or run your business by? Uh, um, I think it was Max Smelling, the boxer. Uh, he said, <laughs> he said, why did I want to win? Because I didn't want to lose. Like, <laughs> that's, nice. that's what he said. And I, I've, I've always had that kind of like, I don't want to lose. Like, I'd rather not lose. So that's why. Like, I, love, I love that. I love that. What's the best business or career advice you ever received from someone? Um, hmm. You, you know, I can't remember who said it to me, but I, I was having a conversation with somebody, and it was a while, long time ago, and they told me that I should always try to put myself into the shoes of my customer, whoever I'm working for, I need to put myself into their shoes and make sure that if I were them, that I would be interested in and happy with whatever it is that I'm doing. And if that wasn't true, then how do I fix that? Because, you know, I think when it really comes down to it, whatever you're doing, if you're selling products or you're providing a service or whatever you're doing, if you don't understand your customer and you don't put yourself into their position, then you're going to have problems, period. Gotcha. What's the uh, longest a client project has ever taken? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the reaction I was looking for. Uh, <laughs> wow. Well, um, back when I was a freelancer, I used to do a lot of subcontract work for like other development shops and stuff like that. And I think one in particular was for this company that would they they took a long time to do everything. Uh, and I think the project actually drug on for over a year and a half. It was nice. ridiculous. And it was really simple, too. Like, mm. I could not understand why. 
I don't know what they were doing because it should have been like a, a two, three week, maybe a month long thing at most and literally a year and a half. Uh, if you had to switch to another CMS, what would it be? Mm, I've tried everything and I, there's none that I would switch to. I just, I just throw my hands up and go like hang out by the pool and whatever. <laughs> uh, who should I interview next? Uh, you should talk to Brady. I All think right. you should talk to Brady. Um, nice. and if if not Brady, uh, talk to Ozzy because he's my he's uh he's my homie, nice. <laughs> Ozzy Rodriguez. Uh, what's the one question I didn't ask you that I should have? Um, hmm, that's you know it's stupid because I've I've watched your show a million times and I've seen you ask these questions to everybody, <laughs> and I should have had this like pre. That's what everybody says. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what, that, that's a tough question to answer, man. Who's going to um, be next on WP Bacon? Oh man, like we we have a list of people that we want to get on, and I've done some outreach to to some of them. We've got a couple of interesting people that that may come on, so I don't want to reveal it yet because we haven't gotten like a, a confirm right. from anybody. But it's going to be interesting, and it's not going to be somebody that that you would expect. Um, we're, we're trying to make sure that we keep people that are outside of the norm. For who's coming on, and uh, we do want to involve people from the community too. Like, uh, and if I don't bring on the guys from the Dragcast, they're going to kill me. So they'll be on eventually. Nice. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, Robert. This has been an awesome interview. I think uh, folks are going to take a lot away from this, not only from the technical like SEO side stuff, um, but about giving back and and kind of growing within the community and, and making a name for yourself. So where can folks find you on the web to say thanks? Uh, you can hit me up at. One of my million Twitter accounts. <laughs> it's at uh, Real Fat Media is my main one, and then we got the WP Bacon one and the uh, the Genesis Update thing we're doing. Uh, God, there's so many now. Awesome. <laughs> what was I saying earlier about focus? <laughs> <laughs> Getting down on that focus. Uh, and uh, youneedfat.com, you can get me there. So tremendous. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in. MattReport.com, MattReport.com/slash subscribe. Join the mailing list, and I'll let you know when all this fun stuff comes out. See you next time. And there's another amazing Matt Report in the bag. Really hope you enjoyed this one with Robert Newey. Taught us a lot about what he's doing with digital media, SEO, and how to deal with those clients. Uh, if you want more of this great stuff, MattReport.com, MattReport.com slash subscribe. This track is called Focus by iInk. You can find this music in the show notes. Till next time. <laughs>